Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I had a very, very nasty divorce with her son. Um, I believe she gave it to me as a gift because she was helping my daughter out and myself to get by with the where I was living at and stuff like that. She offered to help me out because her son wasn't helping me out with anything. This is the plaintiff, Kathleen Francis Durfee. She says her ex-daughter-in-law, the defendant, owes her money she loaned her for her car and a baby shower. The ungrateful woman took the money all right, but now refuses to pay it back, and that's just not right. She's suing for $1,853.59, every penny of the amount she's owed. This is the defendant, Teresa Ann Slack. She says she's known the plaintiff for 25 years and can't believe this woman's now turning on her like this and suing her for the money she gave her to help her out. There was never any mention of this money being alone. She was helping her granddaughter by gifting her this money and shame on her for trying to now claim it was a loan. She's accused of not giving back. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Durfee, you are suing Ms. Slack, your former daughter-in-law, for monies that you say you loaned to her that she refuses to pay back, and your defense is that these were not loans, these were gifts. So how long was your son with Ms. Slack? Just about 10 years, a little over 10 years, I believe. Well, that's how long they okay, were Okay, you were shaking your head. Ms. Slack, how long were you with her son? 25 years. Oh, okay, but maybe married 10 years? Your Honor, we were married for 10. I think that's, okay. All right, so she has been in your life for 25 years, Ms. Durfee? That's correct. Okay, so your son and she start going through a divorce in 2018, and you and she still have a good relationship. I, there's a granddaughter involved who's how old? 22. She is 22. Okay, and you still have a connection to your former daughter-in-law, because on June 9th of 2019, she calls you up saying what? 
that she couldn't afford the auto insurance that she had on the policy with my son. And could I help her out? Is there anything? Could I get her a better price? Could I, you know, do something? And I said, let me look at it. Because your job is what? What do you do for a living? I'm an insurance agent. Broker. Okay. So did you uh, find her a better price? Yes, I did. Okay. And then what did you do? I wrote the policy for her. Right. And then did you actually add yourself onto the policy so that you would pay part and she would pay part and it would become less for her? No, Your Honor. The reason I added myself on, which I had explained to her at the time, the particular company that I wrote her with, you get a better rate if there's more than one driver on the policy. So I said, obviously, I couldn't add my son on without asking his permission, because that's against the law. So I said, do you have somebody else you would like to add? And she said, no, she didn't. I said, well, what I can do for you, since I know you and you know me, with your permission, I can add myself on. And then that way you'll get the better rate. It was about okay, $200. So, it was just two, so you added yourself, so she would get a better rate. But it's all insurance for the one car. It's not two policies in one. It's literally you just added yourself as another driver. Uh, that's correct. Okay. Could you get in trouble for that because you know you're not another driver? Uh, no, because it, I, it could be that I could occasionally have to use her car. All right. So why is it that you paid the policy instead of just telling her, here's what it'll cost? I brought it down a great deal for you. Go ahead and pay it. Why did you pay it? Well, because she didn't have the money, first of all. And second of all, if you pay it in full up front, you get a, a, another discount, a nice discount. So Okay. And then what, according to you, what was the plan? That she would pay you off how? I said to her, you can either pay me weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whichever works best for you. Did she ever pay you? Not a dime. Okay. So that's the auto insurance. Then at some point, I don't know if it's before or after the auto insurance, she reaches out to you because she's having a problem in her building. She is supposed to have come up with renter's insurance and shown it to the building, and she didn't. So what did you do? That's correct. So she called me again, explained the, the issue, um, and I said, okay, let me, let me work up a price for you. So I rated up the policy. I presented it to her. She accepted it, um, and that... Also, again, paying in full gives you a discount. So I said, I'll do the same thing with that. And you pay, you add that to the auto and you pay me back for both. She said, okay. Did she pay you uh, at all for the renter's insurance? Not a dime. Now, at some point, she tells you that she's having brake problems with her car and her car needs repairing. Tell me what happened with that. Okay, well, she called me again. I was saying that her brakes in her car were gone and she needed new brakes. She had a friend who would do them, uh, do the, the work, but she needed the parts. I said, well, tell me what the parts are that you need. So she told me, and I said, okay, you know, we'll add this to the list. I went and got the brake parts. parts. Now that there's, when you, you aptly said, we'll add that to the list, did you ever actually make a list and have her sign it? Did you ever put anything in writing with her? No, just the, the policies themselves. Okay. Now, after that, the divorce got a little nasty, correct? And she said to you, I would like to get a divorce mediator so we could wrap this up. It's 500 that he's got to pay and 500 I've got to pay. I don't have it. Can you loan me the 500 correct? That's correct. Did she pay you back anything of the divorce mediator? No, she did not. All right. And lastly, we have the baby shower, which is for her daughter. She right. left that in your planning hands and you had expected her to pay half of the baby shower and she never ended up paying that either.
correct? That is correct. Now let me hear from you, Ms. Slack. What is going on? Thank you, Yorana. Um, I did go to my mother-in-law. I had a very, very nasty divorce with her son. Um, I believe she gave it to me as a gift because she was helping my daughter out and myself to get by with the where I was living at and stuff like that. She offered to help me out because her, her son wasn't helping me out with anything. He helped me out with rent. That was it. But then he suddenly stopped and I had nothing. I always could go to her for anything. She always said I can go to her for anything. You always come to me. I have your back all the time. And now suddenly this all comes up right after my daughter passed away. All, it's a year and a half later. She's asking for all this money back. It was a gift. She offered to help me out so I could get help with my daughter as well to getting her back and forth to all to work. This is a different daughter, correct? The one that passed away is not it's her a different daughter. Yes, my daughter that passed away is okay. a different daughter. I'm yes. so sorry for your loss. Thank you. um, but tell me, somebody could help you out by loaning you money, or somebody could help you out by gifting you money. So. If you're assuming that all these things are gifts, is, do you have any evidence that they were gifts as opposed to loans? She offered to help me out and it wasn't in any writing, it was verbal. I've always had verbal conversations with my ex-mother-in-law. I've never had any issues until recently. Well, but why, well, I don't know about that because I'm looking at texts and emails for a very long time asking you to pay. It's not recently that she started asking you to pay. Um, no, I'm not in other saying words, that, no, you, I know. Right. No, I know. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it was brought to my attention a year later. It was brought, wasn't brought to my attention before that. Okay. Well, so what do you think is the reason that she says that to you now? Do you think it's because the divorce got my, nasty I, and she's citing? It, it, it could be. I honestly don't know. I can't speak for her. But my daughter was living with, with her for a long time. And then all, all this started as soon as my daughter, Michaela, moved out of her home. Uh, move out of what home? Her home. My daughter, Michaela, was living with her grandparents at the time during because I was evicted from my other housing project and I had to move in with somebody else and my daughter moved in with them because I did not have the space for her. Okay. And she was how old at that point? 21. And expecting a baby. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So talk to me about why grandma who claims that you said you'd pay for half of the baby shower. Do you agree that you're supposed to pay for half of the baby shower? Absolutely do. I did agree to pay for half of that baby shower. Absolutely, I agree. And why that. haven't you paid I, it? That, I haven't paid it because this all, then she, after she asked me for that money for the baby shower, then she brought up all this other stuff for the breaks, the car insurance and all that when I know it was a gift to me. She gave it to me. She offered to help me when I was going through some very troubling times with her son. What did he do to you that has you so angry? Is it, did he left me left for another you. woman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For another woman. But you know that's not Miss Durfee's fault, right? No, like, I understand that. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I have okay. no remorse. I have no, no, I absolutely understand that. No animosity towards her for that. You understand that's no, not her. No, she's helped me uh, out with everything. Right. I would never, no, it's not the animosity, no. Okay, good. How is your daughter who had, did she have the baby already? Yes, she did. What she had? She lives in Florida. She had a girl. Her name is Charlotte Rose. Wonderful. So I see when you reach out to her in March of 2019 in an email mm -hmm. saying, I was wondering if you could give a quote on some car insurance. Jason, mm -hmm. that's your son, is shopping around and wants to get rid of Allstate, which is fine. I'm looking for a good deal. That would imply that you're mm -hmm. supposed to pay. And then I see... 
An email on June 24th of 2019 when she has obtained a policy for you and she mm -hmm. says, do you want me to pay it or just have them send you a bill? Keep in mind, they will not break it down over 12 months like I would. Well, that certainly seems like you're supposed to pay it back. I honestly don't remember then sending, I see, sending that email, but obviously I did. Then I see an email saying from you on August 20th, because by then she is telling you, I, you know, you got to pay back, you got to pay back. And she's been telling you for some time. And then on August 20th, you write to her, I will get some money to you soon. In October of 2020, she sends you a rather lengthy letter in which she tells you, I just can't let this go any longer. I, it's been too long. In light of the recent circumstances, this is the last time I'm bringing it up. I would hate to think you're taking advantage of what I thought was a good relationship we had. And we all have to pay our bills, not avoid them. And, you know, she kind of got angry because um, you managed to book yourself a vacation in Jamaica, was it? Bike week in New Hampshire. You got your tax returns back. Uh, you don't have to like me or be part of my life moving forward. That's up to you, but you do have to pay me back. So what happened that you didn't pay her back after saying you would, after I see that you're supposed to from the emails? Uh, what happened to make you think that? Maybe you were punishing her for her son's behavior. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. No, I was not punishing her for her son's mistakes. Those are her son's mistakes, not hers. She... Have you always gotten along me. well with her? Absolutely. I lived with her for many times, many, many times. I've lived with, this, lived with her. I got along with her absolutely great. What happened between me and her son is between me and her son. It has nothing to do with her. Okay. But if, when if I read to you I, these I, emails I, that show you're supposed to right. pay her back, you know, kind of means you're supposed no, to pay her back. What about this $500 for the, for the divorce mediator? The $500, ma'am, was brought to her in her home in cash. My fiance at the Right now, it gave me the $500 to give to her. I gave her $500 in cash. She put it in her left pocket in her home. You remember she had the pocket she desk. put it in, but you didn't, you didn't get a receipt? No, I didn't. I didn't think I needed to. I trusted this woman. Ms. Durfee, she says she paid you back the $500. Um, and your testimony on that is what? What's your response? No, she did not, Your Honor. Well, let's talk about that. Because um, you didn't bring up the 500 until later on in the game. I mean, you had been talking to her about all the other money she owed you, and you didn't bring up the 500. And then in some correspondence, she says, I paid you back the 500. You go, oh, thanks for reminding me. I don't remember you paying me back the 500. You owe me that, too. Um, so that's got me a little bit suspicious. Can you address that? That either well, maybe your memory is not correct on that or... No, I don't believe my memory is lapsing in any way. She did not pay me back. And I had forgotten about it because I was merely dealing with the documents I had in front of me. And that wasn't something I readily had in front of me. And that reminded me that, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one. All right. I'm kind of curious. Where does Michaela fall on this feud between her mom and her grandmother? Um, Ms. Durfee, let me ask you, are you in communication with Michaela? And I, she's got to feel really bad about this. I most certainly am on a regular 
I would say almost daily basis. We well, we text. Okay, and I presume you're in contact with your daughter as well, Miss Slack. Absolutely, every day. And does she ever talk about this rift between you and your former mother-in-law? No. As far as um, Michaela getting involved between the business between my mother and ex-mother-in-law and me, I think Michaela needs to stay out of that. I agree. All right. Um, here's a deal. The five hundred for the mediator is a little iffy, only because you never mentioned it, and you're, you know, that can happen. You know, like you forget something, and it could, you know, that's fine. But then don't tell me I need to rely on you when you say uh, she didn't pay me back because you forgot it even existed. So that that the proof is a little iffy on. But as far as I am concerned, on the other things like the policies. It's very clear from the emails that, you know, it, it's not a free ride, that your uh, mother-in-law expected you to eventually pay her back. And as far as I am concerned, that'll end up in the same category as the car repair and the baby shower, which you actually admit, but still didn't send her the money. So I am ruling in favor of the plaintiff in this case in the amount of $1,353.39. You're going to need to pay her back. Um, listen, guys, I know my, Michaela moved. You have one thing very much in common, which is Michaela and Michaela's mm -hmm. baby. We both do, yes. And hopefully there's going to be a day when she comes back into town and is going to want to get together with everyone she loves at once. And you guys, hopefully, because it looks like you had a good relationship we for did. the last 25 years. How many people can look to their ex-mother-in-law for help? You know, think about it in terms of the future generations and mm -hmm. try to make an effort to put this behind you after this. So, you mm -hmm. know, for the sake of not just Michaela, but Charlotte, because mm -hmm. I know that you. Um, you both love both of them very much. Good luck yes, to you do. folks. Thank you. So the plaintiff prevails to the tune of over $1,300. Ms. Slack, uh, what's your response to this? How do you feel about it? It's over. It's finally over. That's how I feel. That's all I have to say. Yeah, but you have to pay the money. Are you surprised she sued you, by the way? I mean, did you think she'd ever do that? No. I would never think my mother-in-law would sue me. No. But it's the judge's final decision, and that's it. All right. Good luck. Again, you owe her $1,300. Ms. Durfee, you are going to get that money. There's a judgment in your favor uh, for that. How do you feel about that? You don't feel bad about suing her, I guess, do you, at all? Well, uh, of course I do. Who, who wants to do that to um, a family member? But at the same time, I'm not the Bank of England. I can't afford to just put money out there and never get it back. All right. Well, you made the right move, I guess, because you are going to get that money back. Honestly, I agree with the verdict 100%, but I would have given her the 500 as well that she says she paid so that the woman could get her divorce squared away with the attorney. Because you just don't believe anything out no. of the defendant's mouth. No, and, and I do believe Ms. Durfee. I mean, I don't think she's going to No, I, be I, I believe her. I, I, I would never think that she was perjuring herself. I am the reason it was close, but wasn't the reason enough proof for you. I felt that there wasn't enough proof only because she had neglected to mention it for like almost a year. Right. Like this was a long time ago, right? right? And then while she's telling her, You owe me this, you owe me this, you owe me this, she never mentions the five hundred dollars. That's true. And it isn't until the end that she goes, 
oh, you owe me the $500 right. when the defendant mentioned right. I paid you back. What, what, and if they really wanted to put one that's over right. on you. That's right. Oh, the whole, we oh, the we whole stood thing. there and paid her $3,000. 500 you know, went right. in her left pocket, 450 <laughs> went in her right, right. pocket. The that's kind of how I felt. But I, but I get what you're yeah. saying, and I think it's a close call, and that just right. goes to show you, you know, it's uh, court is always a gamble. It's luck of the draw, truth. and every judge will see things differently. Absolutely. Different judges on the same floor of the same courthouse are going to make a different call. Different judges who have lived together path. for 30 years. Make different calls all, all the, time. the time. That's right. Denise wants to know this. Hey, Harvey. My upstairs neighbor is constantly having screaming matches with her 14-year-old daughter at all hours of the night, and I can't take it anymore. What can I do to live in peace? My landlord has done nothing. Here's what I would do. I would go to your landlord and say, I have a legal right whether it's in the lease or not, to quiet enjoyment. That means reasonable peace and quiet. And if the neighbor is causing you to stay up all night long because of screaming and yelling, you go to the landlord and say, the onus is on you. You got to stop them from doing it or evict them. And if you don't do it, I'm going to stop paying rent. That threat may work. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. This is the pleader, Jerome Curry. He says his dog was attacked by the defendant's unleashed dog, and it was a horrifying incident he can't get out of his head. The defendant's dog had his dog's face in its mouth, and it's a miracle she survived. Bottom line, the defendant refuses to pay his vet bills, and he's here suing for the $5,000 he's now owed. This is the defendant, Rashida Bennett. She says the plaintiff's dog was the aggressor, and his dog had her nice dog, Sasha's throat, in the grips of his jaws when she intervened. Her dog now has a punctured throat. She has her own vet bills. And if anyone's owed money today, it's not the plaintiff. She's accused of losing control. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $1,426.91 for her dog's vet bills. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket. The plaintiff says the defendant's dog mauled his dog, and it's a miracle that his dog is still alive. But the defendant says she doesn't owe the plaintiff anything because the plaintiff's dog was the aggressor, and her dog did what dogs do. It's the case of losing control. Thank you, Doug. You're welcome. All right, Mr. Curry, tell me what happened here. You're, uh, you're on a bicycle, and paint the picture for me of how it looks. Uh, so my dog, she's like high energy. She loves like pulling me everywhere. So I ride a bike, you know, to give her exercise. So it's a little better for me. Um, she's not pulling me. So um, I got the rope actually, well, I got the harness actually, and it goes like around my torso and then it connects to her. So she's standing pretty close to me, and then I'm on my bike. I'm sorry. Right, so do you have a um, leash and a harness, or what is what does it yes. look like? Yes, Let the harness see. and the leash. Here for the harness. Okay, that's it the goes, dog's harness. I thought you were, is that, that goes this, over the dog, right? Yes, yep, and then here okay. for the leash, this goes over me. And it's long enough so it goes around my torso and snap in. And then, okay, so, so it goes under not, one arm? 
Nicholas yep. Renger. You yeah, can Nicholas put it Renger. on however you want to, but yep, I wear it under one yeah, arm. I, so I, I don't suggest lovely. putting it around your throat. It sounds. <laughs> did you invent this? <laughs> no, nope. I've seen it online. Every like they usually okay. have them around the waist. People have them around okay. their waist, but my waist, like I don't know, it's just better for me to wear it up here. So that's how I wear it. And where is it riding down the street? So then what do you do? You like sit back, you put money. your feet up on the handlebars, and the dog just tours you around? Pretty much. She's dragging me <laughs> until she right, gets so tired. So what happens? Then, You're on yes. your bike ride, and what happens? So um, we're coming back, and I just got like a weird feeling. It told me to cross the street. So I crossed the street, and now I'm When you heading... say cross the street, you mean on the bike? Yes, yep. On the bike and my dog. It's like a, it's a Y, I want to say. It's like an intersection street. I believe it's Byron Street or something like that. And something just told me to cross. So I crossed the street. And as I'm crossing the street, I looked behind me. But it didn't register. It was a dog at that point. Um. So once it like actually registered, I turned around. And the dog was no longer behind me. It's literally on the side of me. So all, so now you notice that the dog is next to your dog. And what kind of dog do you have? Uh, I have a miniature pit bull. They're called like American bullies. They're just real short pit bulls. And what kind of dog are you noticing is next to you? I didn't know the breed or anything. It was just a big black dog coming at us. Like it was right there next to us. And next thing I know, we was in the street. Later on, I found out it was a German Shepherd. But I didn't know that. Okay, at so first. tell me what. Tell me what. When you say next thing you know, you're in the street. Tell me what happened. How did? How did the? Who, so what happened there? I don't even know what happened. Um, we were on the thing. I looked down when I realized it was a dog. I looked down. It all happened so fast. I looked down. I saw it was a dog. Next thing you know, I'm in the street, the middle of the street. We were on the sidewalk. Now we're in the middle of the street. And How I'm, did you end up in the dog, middle? Of, wait, 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 slow down. I How did no you end clue. up in the middle of the street? I know how, because you've got a harness around your chest and you're being dragged into the dog fight in the middle of the street where a car could have come. But, uh, of course, that's, you're I nodding, was off but that that's, bike course, at that point, your though. dog got loose, right, Ms. Bennett? What happened? Why that's was your thing. dog in the middle of the street? Um, actually, my dog was, I have, um, uh, the house that is at is a rent is my rental property and it was in the backyard. So basically I came out of the house, let the dog out to use the restroom. And then I went back in. And by the time I came back out, I heard a commotion and I was like, what is that noise? And so I come out and I hear him screaming and I'm running down the driveway. And then I see, as I see them, I see his dog has my dog by the throat and they are just going at it. By this time, they're not in the street anymore. They've um, on the same side of the street where my house is. So I'm going like, oh my gosh, what do we do? And I, I, I didn't know how my dog got out, no clue whatsoever. And um, on the pictures uh, that I but sent, you know I have- that your dog got out, right? The dog did get out because you're seeing it with your yes, eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, and, that, and that's when I encountered it. So I don't know what happened prior to other than what he told me, but I don't know if- I, he said my dog was out. My dog is, uh, dogs are dogs are going to fight. And my dog is not a vicious dog. She's old. She's about almost nine. She's nine years old. She's got arthritis in her hips, but dogs fight. And I know this. So I just. Right. That's why that's humans are supposed to keep the dogs inside of their yard because dogs will be dogs. So what is your defense? My defense is um, 
animal control was called. They came and assessed the yard. They couldn't figure out how the dog itself got out of the yard. So I was just going, okay, it's out. The dog, it happened. My defense is I just wanted it. Once we got them uh, completely separated, I brought my dog downstairs and then I came back to assess him and see how he was doing. And that's when we exchanged information. And then after we exchanged information, um, I told him where I'm going to be taking my dog. He it comes to find out we were going to the same exact place. I was like, let's be transparent. And we got there. And so we went to the same place. I asked him, I said, hey, we, went, we weren't really talking. We were texting at that point in time. And he was saying that um, his dog is in surgery. It's not looking good. And in the text, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm praying. I'm 100% sympathetic. And... And then I get a phone call from the vet about the um, status of my dog. And then as I get the status, she's saying that I, I let her inform her. She said, first of all, the status was your dog um, has lacerations, abuse, um, and um, she has puncture holes. One of the um, puncture holes is really um, deep. They couldn't, they cleaned it. They couldn't close it because they were fearful of infection. So um, so they said, what we're going to do is just give her the antibiotics. We're going to move forward and we'll go from there. I said, that's great. But I asked her, I said, well, since the dog was bitten, can I ask? Cause I don't know HIPAA law for dogs, but I said, doggy HIPAA dog laws. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I asked. So I asked her. HIPAA is a law well, that prevents you from being able to call my doctor and get my medical information. All doctors have to keep medical information for humans. Uh, private. I'm not, I don't know if there's a doggy HIPAA law, but go there ahead. Is. You ask how his there dog's is. doing and what. Oh, there right. really is. That's how, funny. Yeah, there is. I asked um, how his dog was doing. They said, um, I said, Mr. Curry said the dog was in surgery. There was like, the vet said, no, that's not true. So why are you lying to me saying that your dog's in surgery? And then the vet said, actually, your dog got the worst, the brunt of it. What difference dog. would it make if the dog got, your dog got the worst of it? Because what because... happened to dogs will be dogs, which is the truest thing you said. You see, in the mm -hmm. law, we do not punish the dogs. It makes no difference to me if his dog, um, you know, got the best of your dog. Uh, he's suing for the vet bill, which we know was seven hundred and fifty-eight fifty-nine. When you say that the vet told you the dog wasn't in surgery, did your dog have surgery or did your dog not have surgery, Mr. Curry? Yes, my dog had surgery. She was there okay. at the place the whole time. As soon as it happened, my sister immediately took me there. I didn't even go okay. get personal All care right, from so myself. So there's a vet bill, which is what it is, and we know what it is. And then there's his bill, because according to you, you got injured too. Correct? Yes. Correct. So we see the dog, oh, God bless her. We see the dog's injuries. Yep. Yeah, that kind of looks like surgery. Um, yes, absolutely. Thing. And I don't really care which dog uh, played Kenneth Mas Macho because the dogs are dogs. They're animals. We don't fault the dogs for what happened. We punish the law looks at the behavior of the humans. And what happened here? There's a human with a dog on a leash following the law, even if he is, has some creative thing going on. I, I, I'm, I'm really, I've never heard of that, but you should be able to have a quick release um, because I know we love our dogs, but I assume you love yourself just a little bit more. 
And I just, you know, like you're, but that has nothing to do with this case. Cause that is not, you know, his injuries are directly due to the fact that your shepherd got out. And that's what we punish. We punish that you can't figure out how your dog escaped. We punish that you are not in control. We punish that. So now you have a theory about how the dog escaped, right, Mr. Curry? Yes. Yep. Upon her giving me all of her information, she gave me some sort of grocery list that says shower kit rings, shower head replacement, two-piece dog ear fence. So in my opinion, Ooh. this is your, the handwriting. So that's, I gotcha. So that's kind of, uh, wow, that's unfortunate that that's a piece of paper you handed him. It sounds like you knew the fence needed repairing. Actually, that was done. The first thing she um, could probably grab. Would, uh, no, actually, that list was, I was in Rochester for two months. That list was made before that, and that that um was well, done. Well, whatever if fence you, you go, bought for the dog look. didn't work because your dog got out. And that means that you've got to pay not just the dog's vet bill, but his bills, because he also got slightly injured. And he ended up going to the I emergency room. to pay room for his and bills? What do you mean, how do you have to pay? Why did he get injured? He said, now, I will say this, on the following day, he went to the emergency department. And in the emergency department, the doctor called me. And he said, Mr. Curry said that your dog bit him. And that's the extent of his injuries. He wants to know if, if your immunization records for your dog is up to date. I said, absolutely. He said, but I'm going to, the doctor said, I'm concerned because with dog bites, there are puncture holes in wounds. I said, well, Mr. Curry told me that he thinks it came from falling off of his bike. So yeah. I'm like, is it because that's of That's what the, I think because... too. I don't know what the doctor was telling you, but am I looking at injuries? Yes or no? Yes. Looks like it. Yeah, I know. My I'm middle at finger, Ms. Bennett. I'm asking my you. My middle finger. Do you see the injuries? Oh, right. Is that I from the? the oh, the middle finger does have a puncture wound, does it or no? Was it a my dog middle bite finger? Yes. It was like bike? a chunk of skin missing. So when when everything was happening, the dog did come at no, no, me when I was kicking the dog. I don't care. I don't care. Everybody stop. Everybody so, stop. Look, that only happened because uh -huh. your dog got out. Okay, Ms. Bennett? So Pretty much. that is, in the law, what we say is we punish the human behavior, and then we figure out what the damages are. And the damages are things that are approximate cause, that are approximately caused by the bad thing you did. The bad thing you did was not keeping your dog under control. So these are damages that are most certainly approximate cause of not keeping your dog in control. Because if two dogs are fighting and one guy has a leash, that guy may get hurt by being knocked over. Now, if what had happened instead is that he's got this contraption and he's dragged by the dogs into the street and a Mack truck runs over him, and then he sues you for all of those injuries, I might sit there and say, I'm not sure that was proximately caused by the German shepherd. I think that was proximately caused by your goofiness of having this thing around you because that doesn't seem safe to <laughs> I'm me. I'm able to but control this, her, though. Uh, so you I'm say, but if she... First of all, the only yeah. reason you even have it is because she has so much energy that she drags you. Uh, you do you, okay? You do you. If he got knocked over or if the dog bit him, either way, you got to pay for those injuries because there is a result of a dog fight that happened for one reason. Your dog got out. Now, you're suing for pain and suffering, but you're not in... The pain and suffering is what? Your pain and suffering or your dog's pain and suffering? My pain and suffering. I work 
okay. physical job at the post office. So my hand, it keeps literally opening up. I ride that same bike to work. So my hand is it, it, it's out there in the temperatures, in the cold. It aches. My hand actually hurts. And it still hasn't healed. Can I still see the mark now? Show me your hand. Do you still have the mark now? Yep. Yeah. How long ago did this happen? Yeah. How long ago November did this happen? November 17th. November 17th. My also, Judge, um, also, I, I know that my dog was out. I do not dispute that. But he said his dog is hyperactive. How do I know that my dog, his dog didn't bite my dog and my dog retaliated? And oh, no, no. So, I, I'm, and, I'm, I don't think you're understanding me. I'm going to assume that his dog viciously and brutally bit the hell out of your dog. I'm going to assume it. And I'm going to assume that his dog was relentless and got the better of your dog. Now listen to me. We don't punish the dogs because dogs will be dogs. We punish the humans. So, right. And you have a counterclaim against him for your vet bills. And wait, this is kind of rich. You want him to pay the tickets you had to pay, animal control. And why would he pay you back for that? I was just, I'll be completely honest with you. Um, in retrospect, now that I say that, that just, just doesn't make sense because that was my fault. But uh, I, I, I'm thinking about it now. Because your tickets like, yeah. with animal control were for what? What What did you get tickets uh, from animal control for? One was, the leash? Um, they call it a, no leash? a fierce dog and an unleashed dog. Mm. So they called your dog a vicious mm. animal. Okay. Yes. Now you need to understand very, very carefully that you are now on notice that they are calling your dog a vicious animal. I know that I'm sure you love your dog mm -hmm. and you don't think that's true, but if your dog gets out again and hurts somebody, you can say goodbye to your assets. So you better make sure that whatever fence you bought before or after is really, really sturdy. Um, I, on your counterclaim against even... him, zero. On his claim against you, I am going to order you to pay the vet bills of $758, his hospital bill of $1,595. There was no insurance coverage. You don't have insurance? No, I've lost my job. I've been, I'm going through a lot and I, I lost my job. So no. I am going to order $1,000 for your pain and suffering. The dog doesn't get pain and suffering for a total of $3,353.71. Verdict for the plaintiff. Good luck, everybody. So the judge awards the plaintiff uh, an amount of over $3,300. Ms. Bennett, what do you think about that? She's the judge. She has the final say. I don't agree with it because um, I was trying to be um, trying to be respectful with him and we could just kind of split the uh, um, vet bill. But he wasn't trying to hear that and he was being rude. So it is what it is. I know you're upset about it and you're sorry and I hope your dog is okay. But uh, boy, that's a shame. Okay. Well, Mr. Curry, I know $3,300, you were asking for 5000 You didn't get that. You're satisfied with what the judge gave you? Hey, you know, it is what it is. I'm glad that it's over, though. I'm glad that it's over. We're going to get, um, be able to take care of these bills now. That's pretty much it. Okay. All right. We heard about your hand and how it is. What about the dog? How's the dog now? She's good. She's actually right here with me now. She doing better? Okay. Well, good luck to you. I guess you heard that old saying, uh, every dog has its day. Mr. Curry was kind of fortunate to have the smoking gun handed to him by the defendant here, with a little note for the to-do list that said, <laughs> oh, by the way, make sure you get 
You repair the fence, basically, the, the, the dog fence, of all things. Right. So uh, that was kind of hard to overcome. It's hard to overcome completely once well, your, your dog is out, out running, in the street. I mean, her, street, her yeah. entire defense was built on the idea that his dog got the better of mine. Right. Um, so uh, he's the bully. How do Am I know he didn't bite first? Oh, you know what? Matters. His dog, Amber, was chewed up. Did yeah. you see her forehead? All yeah. the stitches and stuff? Oh, now, the defendant's pathetic. dog, I mean, it, you know... It, the defendant was suing for her dog yeah. bills, and it's so clearly not the responsibility of the plaintiff right. that we didn't really go into. But her dog also had some hefty bills, right. uh, in fact, even more than the plaintiff had. Um, but again, that's her fault, too. So Barry wants to know this. Hey, Harvey. Uh, my neighbors put all the snow from his driveway onto my property when he plows, and I'm sick of it. What can I do to stop him? Well, a couple of things. One is you can obviously sue him for the cost of snow removal. Um, and that might dissuade him from doing it in the future. The other thing you could do, although this is a little more complicated, you can get an injunction. You can prohibit him from actually doing it again under the force of law where he could actually be arrested if he violates that injunction. He could be held in contempt of court. It's a little harder to do it that way. I might start with hiring somebody, even if you sue him for a hundred bucks or demand a hundred bucks, that may solve the problem permanently.